Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today we'll be looking at Lego and race. I really like that new Ferrari. Uh, no, James, that's not what we're talking about. As always, if you want to check out links to everything we're talking about today, head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 Uh, you can also leave us a comment there or uh, find us on Twitter. I'm at StillSorting. And if you like what we're doing here, please let someone else know in uh, your Lego community. Uh, spread the word. It would be extremely helpful. And we love new people listening and telling us how much they're enjoying the podcast or what we're doing wrong. Yeah, both are valid. Or or ideas for episodes, which has, has been awesome. We've been getting uh, several of those lately. Yes. Which I'm sure those will become episodes. Absolutely. Um, hi, Jeff. Hey, James. <laughs> so what are we... We're not talking well, about race cars. Yeah, uh, since we tackled uh, Lego Gun Control last episode, Who's I thought, the, hey, yeah. let's just keep digging. Let's go into the small issues. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and yeah, we're going to look at how Lego has handled the issue of race over the years. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so as everyone knows, Lego people are yellow, okay. right? Yeah. And Lego Lego decided on yellow uh, because according to Lego via Gizmodo.com, uh, when the minifigure was first introduced 30 years ago, it was given the iconic yellow skin tone to reflect the nonspecific and transcendental quality of a child's <laughs> imagination. I don't know, even know what that means. That's the most corporate corporate sentence. Gonna, to reflect the nonspecific and transcendental. So kids, well, they're trying to say kids don't see race. Or that kids can apply, why can make give, the characters anything they want. Why give them heads at all? Yes. If kids are so transcendental. Well, they tried that with the, uh, oh, the earlier minifigures. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good point. Uh, no, I, it's, I, it's a really nice sounding ideal. Yeah. I don't know. That's the way of saying we don't have a good answer. Or or we wanted to avoid problems. Yeah, that's true. That might be yeah. more realistic. Lego doesn't like bad publicity. That's... Um, but if you're a longtime listener of uh, of our podcast, you'll remember from the the Lego People episode we did. I think it was episode twelve. Hmm. Oh, oh, so long ago. Yes. Um, the first Lego humans were actually bicyclists and motorcyclists, released in 1956, hmm. and they were decidedly white. Right. Um, although uh, since Lego didn't provide any painting guide to the housewives that they originally contracted to paint the figures, there's a slim chance that someone <laughs> out there decided to paint uh, the like flesh a different it. color. That would be awesome. That would be nice when it, if you open that up and you're like, oh, I've got a green bicycle. He's like, nope, this guy's too white. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was a problem. No. Uh, and then as Lego moved away from the exclusively uh, architectural sets of the, the early uh, Lego system, and they moved into brick-built figures in the mid-60s after they introduced the uh, the tube to the bottom so that things could stick a little better, get that clutch power. Uh, Lego had to pick one of the limited range of colors available to use as a skin tone in their brick-built figures. Now, their choices were gray, black, red, yellow, green, blue, and white. Mm-hmm. Like, white, white. Yeah. Uh, and Lego designers chose yellow. Um, this way, they could still build figures wearing white clothes. You which know, was nice. And I, I would imagine that was a very conscious... I mean, the fact that they had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And they had to think out rationally what color to choose of their palette. Um, they must have thought, you know, let's not make them white. Let's be inclusive. Yellow is not... Doesn't I think point it's to any more, group. Because uh, one of the f- 
earlier brick built figures I've seen hmm. um, was a uh, a man wearing a suit, hmm. right? And so it's it's black on the outside and it's got a white stripe down the middle. Uh, I think if you made that a yellow stripe, it doesn't read as suit. Right. Right. So I really feel like the decision was made. Yellow was closer to f- to pink to closer. Yellow. To fleshy color yellow was a nice neutral color. Yeah. That they didn't see the need for in defining the character through the clothes because all the brick bill figures, you know what they're supposed to be based on what you've built around it. Right. Right. It's a human ish figure, very blocky, bulky human ish figure, yeah. uh, but it's wearing a cowboy hat and, uh, and a overcoat or it's wearing, um, you know, a hospital workers or it's wearing a clown costume. And I guess, you know, very few Caucasians are actually white. Yes. Outside of, you know, some very, very delicate, you know, redheaded people, perhaps right. like translucent white, yeah. but like very, you know, white is, yeah, that it's not a representative really. I mean, people are kind of pinky if you're talking about yeah. Caucasians and then we're closer to pig tone than we are uh, yeah. white people than we are to, it's true. You know, our sheets. That seems, that's very telling. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, it makes sense why they went with that. Now, yeah. uh, Samsonite who, um, uh, when Lego first started as a toy, was the North American manufacturer slash distributor for Lego. Hmm. Um, they did see some extra potential in another color uh, in the uh, lineup there. And uh, in 1964, they released a set called, and I apologize in advance for having to say these words, Three Little Indians. Well, I think in the in the U.S., there is still, that term isn't uh, quite as offensive as it is in some parts of the world. Yes, that's right. Um, they have, still have a Department of Indian Affairs. Yeah, no, it's not a pejorative. Whereas, like in in Canada, that term has been it's long, been long phased out. Long yeah. phased out. Yeah. Even though it used to be, we had a similar kind of. We use the term widely here. Yes. First Nations, Native. I guess Native Americans is more appropriate in general in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. Um, and then First Nations. Unless is you're the, a sports team. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's not even. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's historically accurate though. Three little right. Indians, nineteen sixty four, and it's it's three little brick built figures with yellow outfits and red skin, hmm. and they're yeah, that's what you'd expect from nineteen sixty four. Thank exactly. you, nineteen sixty four. And I mean, to be fair to Lego, this set was manufactured by Samsonite and was only available in the USA. I think it was pretty. Um, much the uh, where things were in the nineteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a you're you're talking about before the um you know the Native American movement. Yeah, even in the U.S., I think at that point. So like civil rights things like that. I mean, this nineteen sixty four. Yes, that's the cowboy and Indian you know uh, phenomena in American mm-hmm. culture. I think was still well alive at that point. Absolutely. So, and if you had a cowboy figure, you needed somebody to shoot. Yeah. So and I so they. <laughs> Terrible. Is that terrible? Oh, it's awful. I know. It, but sadly, historically, you know. An unfortunate part of the North American past. Yeah, very much so. Um, so what do we, what's the next one after well, that? Well, okay. So then in 1974, uh, so Lego. 10 years later. Began introducing the maxi figure, which is basically uh, the head and arm assembly that you can combine with a brick built body for a more realistic and art- articulated play experience. The okay. arms could move and it had a right. round head and it. Looked more like people than the brick built figures. And what did they go with the, for those? Um, and uh, these max figures would be yellow. Um, now, I imagine yeah. Lego would say, uh, again, yellow was chosen for the non specific <laughs> transcendental quality of a child's imagination. Oh, I love that quote. That's just ridiculous. It's so, uh, if you have a child out there that ever turns to you and says, why are, why are Lego people yellow? Just remember to tell them 
It's for the non-specific and transcendental quality of their imagination. I want a T-shirt that says it's like the Lego logo and says Lego, respecting the non-specific and transcendental quality of my imagination. <laughs> and then just a yellow minifigure head yeah. with a smile. Oh, that would be. That would be good. Uh, hey, uh, if if you <laughs> hey, make that internet. shirt, please send us one. We I would wear that for sure. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, again, you know, yellow can represent any race to a child. They just need to switch out their hair and accessories. And the maxi figure could be anyone to a child's imagination, right? Absolutely. Yeah, glasses, um, a toque. So if that's true, <laughs> oh no! Why did Lego designers feel the need to make the maxi figures red for the set Red Indians in 1977? Yeah, they they were like, you know, it just wouldn't be right if we made it, it Red Indians yellow. Yeah, I I, I don't know. That's I, well, they, they got to wear yellow outfits. It'd so be yeah, weird. At this point, it starts getting a little bit strange. Yeah, because we're you know we're thirteen years later. It's things have changed. The yeah, whole again though, they're the European Danish country. company. Yeah. yeah, they're they're in their own little world. I think the fetishization of native culture a little different. Right, and it, and all the not to give them a total pass, but it's and all the the westerns from the sixties would be making their way around the world, <laughs> yeah. influencing people in other cultures. And the world really wasn't that liberal in the seventies, despite the uh, vast. Uh, attempts at change in but the late 60s. My question is, realistically, would children be unable to imagine the maxi figures as First Nations if they just put the the hair with the feather well, given uh, and the yellow band Yeah, on they're it? replete with stereotypes from the previous yes. century. So I think we, yeah, I think kids' imaginations could have probably made the leap. No, but they decided, no. hey, let's make this part in another color for this set. Yeah, by the, yeah, at this point, it's uh, it feels weird, but it's hard to call them out too hard on it. I think I imagine at the time, yeah, you know, in 1977, you were around then, weren't you? I was a wee one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was not. Again, I'd like to point out. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine if I'd seen it, I wouldn't have thought anything no. weird of it at the time. I remember some very odd stuff play mm-hmm. like uh, little playing cards you would get from something about right. native culture and, there, yeah, no, toys in the 70s were weird. Yeah. So, I it, again, it, this if you looked at the greater landscape of children's toys, uh, this would not have stuck out at all. No. I'm sure, even until much later than this. Yes. Like, children's toys, by and large, have been fairly offensive in many ways for a very long time. And this, uh, yeah, I'm sure... I mean, the uh, toys reflect the culture of the time. Yeah. Right? And I would say that uh, if you were going to put together a list of most offensive toys ever made... I don't think this one makes it. Well, and I do remember in the, just as an aside, it wasn't until really the mid eighties when you get the Cabbage Patch Kids Mm -hmm. dolls, those were considered pretty radical for their uh, inclusivity Mm -hmm. and the idea that there's one for everyone. And they they really embraced, uh, you know, ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a pretty novel idea. So I think, you know, that's still, you know, fair number of years have passed i know like it was at 84 86 something like that yeah, i'm gonna so, say 84 to 86 in that range um 83 maybe so you still got a few years before even that kind of stuff yeah. happens and that still seems kind of like weird so yes by the 70s eh. no exactly the 70s were a weird time let's just leave it at that. But, so they didn't do a lot up until uh, for that first you know several decades there wasn't a lot of attempts they made to uh even, include other cultures at all though again yeah. Uh, I think Lego corporately would argue that they'd had always included other cultures. Of course, they're just yellow. Because again, the minifigure uh, reflects the right. non-specific and transcendental quality of a child's imagination. That, that yellow man on a bicycle, he's South Asian. Don't you know? <laughs> yes. Can, can you not see it? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, by 1978, the modern, modern, I can't talk anymore. 
minifigure? The modern minifigure you want would to appear. Figure. I would do. And it's clear at this point that uh, Lego could have chosen any color to make the minifigure skin tone. Uh, you just look at Fabuland, which was released the following year. That's a good point. Uh, pretty well, every one of the heads is a different color in that one, as yeah. they are animals. Yes. So they have no problem with diversity of animals <laughs> right. at so this point. Manufacturing isn't a, a, a problem. No, exactly. They could choose any color right, they want. That was my first question I, when yes. we were talking about this. I was like, well, was it a manufacturing issue? And a lot of people do think that um, because I think they, they are putting the, the, the minifigure way back at the beginning of Lego. Because yeah. for a lot of people, you know, right. I mean, myself, you know, 1978, I was born that year. Yeah. The minifigure has always existed. Right, exactly. Uh, but that's not the case. So, yeah, they could have chose any color. They went with yellow. Um, I'm not even going to say the non-specific and transcendental quality of imagination anymore. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Uh, and, and again, uh, I think they, they felt, Hey, that provides as much diversity, um, as a child wants, right? They can, they can make it anything and that's it. So there you go. End the story. Good job. Lego, right? Yeah. No, it's never the end. Of no, this. <laughs> no, so things what, never end in 1978. What happens now? Uh, one small thing. Uh, over the years, Lego released some other lines that were outside of the core Lego system of play. Oh, I think we've talked about some of these in the yes. past. <laughs> uh, our favorite line ever in the oh, history of everything, Belleville. Something. It's yes. something. Uh, ran from 1994 to 2008, and uh, was definitely marketed just at us. I think so. As, as young boys. There's a Belleville collector out there just shaking their angry fist at us, but it, it's horrible. I it's I don't know it's something it's a scary it's thing something. so anyway Belleville had its own figures mm. um, and uh, and I took a quick look of the 210 Belleville figures listed on Bricklink right I could only find 33 that were non-white right which is not a good percentage to begin with they're really hard well a, yeah the photos it, are sometimes weird on there and but also the um, it's hard to, outside of maybe like naming conventions on some yes. of these early things, it's hard to tell what color they're even going for. No, is because, that, is because that on Bricklist, is that yeah. like, what well, is even that? beyond that, what were the lighting conditions like in the, when the picture was taken? So it was really right. hard because these are all, all user submitted photos yeah. on Bricklink. And credit I will give them is that I like that we're having difficulty, um, discerning you know skin tone in these things and that there's no gross uh racial you know, stereotype phys like physical characteristics being implemented on right. these things because they could have used some kind of shorthand to say well this is a you know an african-american this is an asian person they're not doing that and i so even if it's still vague and weird it's not really horrible it would be great if lego didn't use any shorthand to know wow, different races that. Uh, I was going to talk about it later, but we'll bring it up now uh, since we're talking about it. Because yeah, in 96, they did the Western line, mm. and where they did, they added the noses yeah, for the right. First Nations. I forgot about that. Yes. The noses episode. So they're like, oh, we can use yellow to represent any culture, but we better put some facial features on there right. so people know that these, these people are different. Right. Yes, that's uh, true. So that was a bit different. Hmm. Um, now, uh, back to Belleville and their 33 that I'd, I identified as non-white of the 210 <laughs> figures. Uh, the worst part is that 18 of those non-white uh, figures were fairies. Sure. <laughs> so uh, they were pink or yellow or blue or so green or purple or like white, white. We live in a really multi-ethnic world as long as you're a fairy. As long as you're an imaginary yeah. creature. So imagine being a child uh, that wanted to play with Belleville and you were non-white mm. and you were looking for something to identify with and... 
coming to the realization that a fictional uh, group has a more representation yeah. <laughs> than you. And at this point, too, um, I, like, I just as a, again, as an example in the greater toy landscape, yes. I want, I'm trying to remember what point Barbie went to uh, There's multi-ethnic. Debate, there's debate on that because uh, they're, the first black Barbie was in 1967. Okay. Um, but it was just a recolored version of the same head. Right. So some people go like, that's not a truly black Barbie. Uh, it's a white Barbie that's had a, a really good tan. Hmm. Um, and then in 1980, they released a doll with a different head mold. Okay. That was the first, a lot of people consider the first actually black Barbie. So it, through the 80s. I think, yeah, like yeah. Said, with Cabbage Patch Kids too. I remember in the 80s, mm-hmm. race and ethnicity became uh, bigger issues in the toy industry. For sure. Um, so, you know, with the Belleville stuff, yeah, guys, it's 94 to 2008. That's not a good track record no. at all. <laughs> no. uh, and also because uh, they had a few babies in the line. And mm-hmm. if you wanted to play with a baby figure, you better want a white baby. Because <laughs> that's all you're getting. Uh, so uh, that's that. that doesn't sound good. Oh, but they've got other stuff coming out then. Yeah. They had other... In 1997, they released uh, Scala, right. which is, by by everyone's standards, a disaster to begin with. Absolutely. Because Scala was, uh, this is 1997 again. Yeah. They're like, hey, Mattel's a huge toy company. Right. And Barbie's their best toy. Let's knock off Barbie, and uh, it will be great. But they'll do lots with that, right? Um, yeah. It, it, again, they now, it died a quick death, mm. um, so there's not a huge uh, sample size of dolls released. But still, all white. Uh, Every single doll released. Thank you, Scala. Is white. Jeepers. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good for 1997. No, not for 97. Yeah, I mean, maybe if all the dolls were yellow, you know, for 57, 67, maybe 77, 97. Yeah, 87 would be sketchy as well. Yeah. But 97, yeah. No, not there cool. You go. Yeah, so. so I wonder if it, internally at this point they're beginning to get feed. Like, was it a matter that they weren't getting any feedback on this? Did they misperceive the industry? It's curious. Or were and they and, doing the market research? I mean, and, and Danish culture, I'm, I'm thinking, is rather homogenous. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, again, their perception of race. I wonder really how, I, I don't know, at that time yeah. period. It, it had to, yeah, I'd be very curious to know what what they were thinking uh, or, or it could be as simple as they did the market research and they produced what the market told them they wanted they thought it's uh middle class white people buying this stuff yeah maybe and, that's and their market let's just hit our market and that's that but I again assume. how do you do that market yeah. research there's you know it's just it doesn't oh the 90s it doesn't look good no, on them it does um, at this point uh, but anyway, uh, Scala somehow ran to 2001. I imagine that's more just like they finally sold out of it in they 2001. Owed somebody something. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll let it go. Um, so now we've made our way into the 21st century, mm-hmm. uh, and we have to double back to the minifigures and Lego's belief that yellow could represent any race. Um, to me, uh, this idea was beginning to be tested. Uh, in 1999, Lego signed a licensing agreement with Star Wars. Many fans looked at this agreement as the move that saved Lego from bankruptcy and moved it towards becoming the world's biggest toy maker. Uh, but that's a discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm interested in is uh, what this newly opened licensing era did. Um, it meant that Lego would now be producing minifigures of characters the customers were already familiar with. Instead of representing the generic, these figures would represent a specific person. Hmm. No problem. The yellow skin tone should be able to handle all that, right? 
Oh, I like how you're getting used to my rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> um, for a while, yellow was just fine. We yeah. had uh, yellow skin Anakins and Hands and Leias and Lukes without any issue, and they were followed by yellow skin Dracos and Hermiones and Rons and Harry Potters. How about Chewbacca? Uh, Chewbacca was brown. Uh, I will. I will, <laughs> I will give that right off. Uh, and uh, I agree. I don't. I don't know if. Yellow was ever intended to represent it, different species. Did Voldemort? He got some weird color, didn't he? Wasn't he like a brackish? Was he? Anyway. Depends on when it was made. Oh, yes. Um, everyone uh, that looked at these minifigures could instantly tell who they were supposed to be. Right. Yellow skins and all. Gotcha. Right? Uh, what but did they do now? Then in 2003, Lego began making NBA player minifigures. <laughs> um, and suddenly, yellow yeah. skin just didn't hold up to the ideal of representing all races. Uh, suddenly throwing the number three on a minifigure wearing a Philadelphia 76ers jersey with the name Iverson on the back would not be enough to make us think that this was a minifig of Allen Iverson. Now, I, I'm imagining here when you like when you represent, um, you know, when you have uh, the when you're representing a, a character from a movie franchise, mm-hmm. you're not representing the actor as a human being. You're representing the character. And so that's malleable. And so representing right. them with your fictional, uh, inclusive, imaginary, transcendental, utopian, yellow face, uh, that's fine. But when you start get representing real living people and not like I don't representations. Because if you look at the Hollywood you system, uh, you know, do people, people think of Han Solo as Han Solo, but yeah. they also think of Han Solo as Harrison Ford. But they weren't making a Harrison Ford figurine. They were making a Han Solo figure. Well, since Harrison Ford played Han Solo and I is guess. instantly recognizable as Han Solo. I, I think they would have, they knew by 2003, had they not addressed race, the blowback would have been so bad. It would have been interesting. And it would have been absurd. I mean, yes. like, uh, uh, even, I, I'm just like, that would have been Although ridiculous. part of me wishes they did it in yellow, just because then Alan Iverson would have been asked about what he thinks about not being <laughs> black. And then he could sit oh. there and go, he could sit there going, we're talking about plastic? Plastic. Can you Come imagine? on, plastic. Can you imagine? You have no idea what I'm referencing at all. No there, idea. Do I don't, <laughs> That's no so idea. good. No, Somebody at home is laughing yeah. and you have no idea. That's yeah. fantastic. No. Human sports. No, no understanding. I, we have a bunch of the, uh, the basketball figurines and I yeah. thought these are real. Like you, when you went first got them, I was like, yeah, these are, that's great. Like that. These are not yellow. Cause it would have made no sense. Even I would have, yeah. I was like, eh, that would have been ridiculous if, you know, this guy in the bulls Jersey, uh, who I know not to be a Caucasian was yellow. Like that would have just been weird. I yeah, I, I agree. It would have it would have looked weird. I think could they, they have made it work? Probably not. But was it NBA licensing? Like could um, they? Have, no, I don't think it was a licensing. I no think pressure. It, I, my because there is a lot of yellow minifigures in the NBA theme. All the non-licensed uh, ones are yellow. Okay. So you have sets which will sell Those a bunch of NBA players. Sign off on their names though to use their name and their number. They probably have some ownership on that, and mm. I, I'm betting you can't just represent them. No, but they would have sold it as a package thing. Like they wouldn't have mm. signed Iverson; they would have signed an, an NBA Players Association agreement, right? Because when you join the union, you basically sign your likeness over to the union, uh, which can then license it out. There must be some restrictions on that, possibly, and they might have had their hands tied. Anyway, I, to me, yeah. uh, you see me taking that side. To me, I think the change uh, to a natural, as they call it, skin tones hmm. was a tacit admission that yellow did not represent all races in most people's minds, but yeah. yet rather yellow minifigures equals white minifigures. Hmm. Um, other people may disagree with me and they'll say, no, yellow minifigures means yellow minifigures. I don't know. 
Uh, it certainly did not work. I think that that idea. I think it did, and I think that might be changing. Right. So I think. But is this the change? The very first time they had to make figures that were specifically not white. Yeah. They changed, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some other. It, it gets weird because. Uh, so once they started to do the natural skin tones for NBA figures, they began to switch out all the yellow minifigures in the licensed sets. Hmm. Um, so 2003 is a weird era where you have some yellow minifigures representing licensed characters and you have some natural skin tones. They must have been gauging feedback too at this point. Um, this is a good test case for them to find out what people thought. Like if this was an issue, is it not an issue? Like where does, where does the user group base want to see this go? Right. Do people care about race at all? But like in, in to the, me, the Lego. it was definitely an issue because mm-hmm. they they signed the Star Wars license in 1999. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, in 2003, they go to the natural skin tones. Yeah. And they finally include Lando. Right. A character who was central in the original trilogy. Yeah. And they could have made at any time between 99 and 2002, but chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine they chose not to because putting the costume on the the cloak that he wears and putting in a Cloud City or a Millennium Falcon set, they felt would not work. People would not be able to identify that character as Lando. Yeah. Um, And again, like the only way you reach that conclusion is you go, well, yellow can't represent all races. Yeah. Um, And that's that's my opinion. Uh, People can definitely disagree with me. I don't think... Lego set out at any point to be evil in any of this. I honestly don't think no. they thought about it up to 1999. Yeah, I, I think so as well. well I, I would imagine they must have become increased. Oh, they, they're not that insular. I mean, they were aware of what was changing in the toy yes. industry. And I'm sure they were aware of it, and but didn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And then thought, you know, okay, well, prior to, say, having, like, in a way, that was a uh, uh, a bit of a, a great, you know, a nice little contract to get with the nba because it allowed them to explore concepts of race whereas i think just injecting those uh into the you know the broader user base on like say fictional characters or something it might have been it might not have been as easy for them to Mm -hmm. just work through that maybe it was just easier they were like hey we've got our hands tied let's make the nba characters you know yeah you know skin tones that are accurate and then once making the change they made it across the whole line yeah uh but that of course opened up uh another uh issues bag of issues yeah uh because um you know like you said you can see why lego stayed away from adding any indication of race in the race in the sets in the first place uh because since they made the change there's been constant calls for not including enough racial diversity in their licensed sets now lego counters this by saying that their sets and the lack of diversity in them is more a reflection of the lack of diversity in hollywood Hmm. uh, and they can only work with the characters they're given yeah, which is fair if they were only dealing with just licensed products, which yes. to a certain extent they are. But then, I mean, but then you you look at the the newer stuff like elves or the friends. They're they're trying to for sure change things up definitely. Little, um, I would say that um, they've learned some lessons after many years of walking that uh, tightrope of dealing with race in a children's toy. Uh, Lego seems to have learned a thing or two. Uh, After their previous two girls lines offering very little in the way of racial diversity, Lego was not going to make the same mistake again with Lego Friends. And the numbers really bear it out. Uh, Lego Friends came out in 2012. Um, uh, At this point, there are 139 mini dolls, as they call the minifigures in the Friends line, listed Mm. on BrickLink. And of those, 29 are non-white. So we're up uh, over 20%. 
So it's getting there. Um, which is, yeah, a much better. And that's just in the Friends Friends line. As you yeah. said, Lego Elves, they definitely seem to have um, a lot of diversity in that as well, and, which and is in, nice to not see just white elves. In those lines, none of them are yellow. So yes. they have to be accurate on the, like, they got to be conscious of mm-hmm. race as well, which is, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they can't use it anything as an out it's like no they're clearly caucasians yes um yeah i think my daughter loved it that Mm -hmm. was one of the things she was drawn to with both of them was seeing uh seeing all the diversity like yes she was like oh hey that's that girl looks indian yes as in like uh south asian indian and was excited by which is a big deal for your family yeah uh yeah so that uh that's cool to see that they've not just you know dealt with uh north american you know straight up black and white race issues yes. but have gone global have gone ethnic and part of that around. is is a reflection of lego becoming a global brand exactly. in general yeah um and you you need to do that exactly. <laughs> nowadays as you have a burgeoning middle class across yes. the world and people strive to own lego and things like that yeah you if they not also just as a corporate decision if they want to be available in those markets or popular in those markets yeah They've got to represent those markets and not yeah. be a white kid's toy. Yeah, so I'd say the future is getting better for diversity in Lego. Yeah. Uh, even the license sets, um, the the studios themselves seem to be getting better. You look at the new Star Wars movie and uh, half the cast is female, wide range of ethnicities. Those will be represented in the toys, already are. Yeah. Um, and that's nice to see. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I guess... It took a long time, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if if we could report nothing but sunshine and roses and, <laughs> and uh, say that Lego was a progressive company leading the charge. Yeah. Uh, and quite realistically, all the changes they've made could be completely financially based. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer that uh, that the end result is all that matters. I think so. I think they're they're all about play, and mm-hmm. I think they are about change. But they're a little bit more reactive than than progressive. Yeah, and that's just that's who, I think who they are as a company. They're cautious. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. made mistakes, and I think they're afraid to charge ahead a little too yes. fast. So they're waiting to see where things go. And you know that's not noble, but that's also pragmatic and very much Lego. Yep. Um, so not surprising entirely. Uh, yeah, it works for me. Um, I guess uh, if you enjoy this, uh, let us know. Uh, we've got some questions for you. Is Lego doing enough to promote ethnic diversity? Would you like to see more skin tones in your Lego sets? Do you wish Lego stuck to the yellow minifigures only and never made the change? Uh, or do you even see this as an issue? Let us know. Uh, again, you can leave a comment on the website or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Still Sorting. All right. Until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.